Welcome to the Inside Bonnie's Lacrosse Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at the St. Bonaventure Lacrosse programs. Now here's our host, Chris Russell. Another edition of Inside Bonnie's Lacrosse. This time sitting down with men's head coach Randy Mearns. Coach, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, Chris. It's always good to be on. Let's uh, first talk about this game uh, in Binghamton. A little bit of a heartbreaker early in the season with the overtime, but we've got to talk about Jake Kuczynski. And I have to say that right because I said Kuczynski during Bellarmine, and we had a couple of fans come (laughs) over and uh, correct me on that. But uh, Jake's goal scoring, and as we were talking off air, he could have had even more than six. Got to be really pleased. Yeah, yeah, really pleased. You know, we uh, he's got very, very good lax IQ. He's he's a righty lefty player. Um, he got good size and just has great instinct. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's got a lot of really, really good pedigree coming out of St. Mary's of Annapolis right. down, uh, down, down Maryland way. And, you know, as he kind of went through his journey in the fall, you know, we, we had a variety of options, you know, how's this all going to kind of pair out? Mark Bellis was back. Um, and then as that fall went along, he just really kind of secured that spot. Like we were just like, okay, well, he's pretty dynamic, you know, but we also kind of couple that with, you know, you know, PJ Shanahan, another freshman kind of running our ex, our grad transfer, Callum Polero had another four, you know, so it's a really nice mix down there. But, but yeah, we're, we're, we're so super excited, uh, you know, for, for, for Jake, but, but here's also the kicker yeah. is now everything's on video, right? Right. So, Hey, you know, you're a freshman Bellerman, how much of a scout do you get? Hey, now you get into the next game. Maybe they're not like thinking you're really all that good. And then the next thing, you know, boom, you explode for six. Um, and now all of a sudden you're a scoutable player of whether they're going to slide to you early. Are they going to try to turn you come coma? Like you have to be now prepared right. for the next level of defense that you're going to get because obviously you potted six. You could have had eight. Well, I think the same thing would apply as far as film on Chris too, right? Kachufo uh, getting an A-10 rookie of the week mm-hmm. uh, accolade as well. And you say now there's 120 minutes in goal for Chris and now there's some film on him, whether we want to beat him on a skip or shoot up high, right? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right, you know. And, and what we've been trying to do with our goaltending, you know, and obviously Chris has gotten the last two starts, played very, very well. You know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, the first game, 17 saves, got co-defensive player of the year or of the of the week in the A-10, um, you know, and then, you know, kind of went 50%, you know, uh, from a from a goaltending save percentage. Right. Um, but, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's a great communicator. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get, you know, within our defense, where does he want to see shots that he feels comfortable of saving? And then let's try to now to kind of develop the defense to, you know, to, 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 to put the offensive players, our opponents to those spots where that's where he wants to see the shots. And it's not rocket science. It's all bad angle outside because that's great for the goaltenders. Sure. But, you know, he's, uh, he's making saves for us. And that's something that we need if we're going to try to win games, you know, and, and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's proven, you know, so far in the first two games that he's making those saves. I, I think we got to, we got to continue to get a little bit better in the clear. That's something that we, we've kind of struggled the past two games. Uh, but so we worked on that, talked about it on Sunday, worked on that today. And uh, hopefully, you know, as we kind of move that forward, because you make a save. Right. Chris, you're the quarterback. Right, absolutely. Right? You're Josh Allen now. You you, you got to now, we got to clear the ball. And, and, and why that's so important, Chris, is if we're struggling at the face-off X, right, and which we did, we went 33%. You know, it's not that guys aren't grinding and hustling. Sometimes face-up mashups just don't really work, and they had a really, really good guy in Binghamton and Chasenow. You know, is is we have to clear the ball. 
You know, it's kind of like it becomes the second part of your face-off game. Make the save, play good D. Right. But now we got to clear the ball. We had five failed clears. That's a 10-possession swing. That's that's five less for us, and that's five more for them, and that's just more defense we got to play. And, uh, you know, in talking with Coach Connors, I mean, you know, it, we, we had some very, very good ex- success, you know, on the offensive side of the ball for the amount of possessions that we had. Like, sure. we had a very high, uh, you know, goal to offensive possession ratio. So we just got to get our offense the ball a little bit more. Right. And again, it kind of comes back, you know, back from the clear. He's making the saves. Now we got to clear the ball. Now, I, I wanted to ask you as well, getting a chance to talk to you for the first time this season, the game against Bellarmine, starting the season out, of course, there's going to be a little jitters. There was a lot of ground ball activity and maybe a little too much ground ball activity that you'd like to see uh, later on in the season. That's something that you and Coach Connors uh, are working on as well, because you talked about giving away possessions. So right off the X, if there's a ground ball and that ball is loose, there's a possession that's up for grabs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to be tenacious, and especially on the face-off wings, we, we, we have to kind of decide, you know, whether or not are, are we going to win the face-off? Like, can we pinch and pop? Right. You know, uh, can we, you know, is it going to be that GB battle? But we got to come up with our share of those GB battles. And then that kind of comes with what, working with Coach Handman. He's our face-off coach and our goalie coach. Where where are we lining up our wing play? How, how are, are we coming in diagonal? Are we afraid that they're going to just win so we got to cover their transition? You know, but there's all these opportunities all over the field during a game, you know, and we, and we talk about this and it's kind of like, you know, defensive wise, face off wise, even offensive wise. It's like a game of steps. It's a game of a foot. It's almost like a game of inches. Right. And, and here's what I mean by this is 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 as well in how gritty we played with a ton of energy against a very very capable Binghamton team. I mean they lost to Jacksonville that's been a top 25 program the last 5 or 6 years in OT like right. we're we're making those strides right. is now we're in OT and it's cold out and Chris uh or excuse me Grant wins the face off pinches and pops but a game of inches, a game of millimeters, it sticks in a stick. He doesn't get it out cleanly. Ah, violation. We don't have the ball in OT. They get the ball. They run a kind of a set, and then boom, they score. And, you know, it's it, it's a tough goal. It was an open look. And, ah, you're just on the other side of it where, hey, if that ball comes out clean, we get first possession. And and I, I would have felt really, really good that we were going to pot something in OT. And, and, the, and the wind goes the other way. Right. Right. You talked about making strides too, Coach. Yep. I, I want to talk about that because when you started this program from scratch, I had a chance to talk to you six, seven seasons ago, yeah. getting the program off the ground. Um, the last couple of seasons have been a little trying here and there. Mm-hmm. Making that transition from the MAC to the Atlantic 10, a lot of people might think there's a drop-off in talent. That's not necessarily the case. The MAC is just as strong as any conference in the country. So what are some of the challenges that you faced making that transition over to the Atlantic 10, if there were any? Yeah, you know, it's uh, for myself, actually, in my prior uh, prior you know employment playing in the MAC for 19 years. Right. And the Mac continues to evolve and continues to get better because they're just they're they're getting provided more and more resources, you know, within all these other institutions. But I got to tell you, when we went to the A10, you know, and and, and again talking with Ryan Klingen and, and Joe Manhurts, and what's the expectation? You know, at least this first year we just graduated twenty three guys. Yeah. You know, Brett Dobson's gone, and we had some guys come back. 
but it was just a different level of lacrosse. Now, we also upgraded, you know, the non-conference schedule, right? We played Marquette. We played UMBC. Um, you know, we played Syracuse. Right. And, and then we're going into the A-10. And the interesting fact to that is, is, is of all these storied programs or new programs that have continued to build over, you know, 10, 11 years, over the previous three years, every program has been a top 20 program. Right. Like, they're very, very tough. So... We, we grind, we play, we learn, we learn. And, and what the big learning experience I feel for us, you know, at the end of the year was just we have to upgrade athleticism. We have to play at a faster pace. The teams that we were playing, the Richmonds, the High Points, the St. Joe's, they never stop playing. You win a face-off, we're playing face-off sub-game. We're playing transition game. We're, 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 we're always looking for the edge. Do we have a six-on-five? Let's go exploit that. If we got a five-on-four, go. Right. You know, we're in the MAC at that time. You know, it, we were kind of more of let's just clear the ball. Let's just change. Let's just get our offense out there because we weren't really having a ton of face-off success. Um, and so that was kind of a strategy that led us to get to that Mac, that one goal away from the NCAAs. You know, I still have a picture of, of, of teammates, Ryan Burns and Kean Collins, that were part of that original new crew from the beginning. Yeah. And I still have a picture that it's empty because the goal in four years was to get to the NCAAs. So, but, but, but that being said, you know, it, it was a big, big learning experience for us as a program, as a staff. You know, it's kind of one of those, hey, fool me once, it's shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. We knew where we needed to go in terms of our athleticism, our pace of play. And, uh, you know, and you, you look at our roster, I mean, we're, 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 we got a very, very strong core of veteran guys. Jake Rose and Mark Bellis, obviously we brought in Kellen. We got a good junior class, you know, but, you know, our game against Binghamton, we played seven freshmen. Wow. You know, with, with substantial minutes. Yeah. You know, and uh, so so maybe that's also, you know, kind of tributing of, of just where we're recruiting and the level of player that we're recruiting, you know, going forward. I mean, you know, we're, we're basically already done our 24 class and they're kids from like all over the country, you know, not just kind of down the 90 in the beginning. Right. Hey, it's cold here. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get some more facilities and let's just start it out. And so uh, it bodes well. But that's all future. You know, we just need to make sure that we're prepared for Robert Morris tomorrow. You're taking me to my next question before we get to Robert Morris, Coach. The transfer portal, NIL. The, the landscape has changed so much from when you started this program here at St. Bonaventure to today. And you're bringing in a Kellen Polari, a, a, you know, a grad transfer. How much does that weigh in to you looking ahead for not only just squad formation, but recruiting too. Yeah, you know, it, it's part of the game. It's part of the it's part of the metric now. I think, and just in sports now, you know, obviously it's the football thing, and then it's the basketball right. thing, right? And that's where it is. But all the other sports, it's the trickle down effect. Yeah. Like yeah. now, it's happening. It's kind of been around. What exactly is it over the last couple of years? You know, but now in the sport of men's lacrosse. You know, it, it, it's starting to trickle into, in, in, into lacrosse. You know, I, I can't speak for the, from the women's side, you know, but there are, you know, you got the ACC and you got the Big Ten and there's a lot of resources there. And, hey, how do we now, you know, you, you can't recruit, you know, the NIL, but, hey, now you're here. Right. Hey, but we have this collective over here that might want to do something for you. I don't know. Reach out to them. Right. But that, that's something that is on our radar screen. We haven't really gotten into that yet. Uh, but that'll be something that I feel, 
you know, in the sport of lacrosse and just the growth of the game and where this whole thing's going is something that we're probably going to have to start to kind of look into. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's kind of part of the dynamic now, um, you know, and, and I feel within the sport, you know, more and more, obviously, with the streaming and obviously we've got the podcast now and we got all these great things happening. You got the NLL. That's kind of evolving. The PLL is evolving. Lacrosse is in the Olympics in four years. Right. You know, like like the game actually can put the Olympic rings behind it. You know, I, I would say I would hazard a guess that Brett Dobson out of St. Bonaventure has a pretty legitimate shot to play in the Olympics in L.A. Oh, sure. You know, and, and that's great for this instance. I'm not too sure when the last Olympian from St. Bonaventure has been, but. You know, and so we got this growth, but but we also got to win games to keep that growth going. Right. You know, and and so we've just concentrated as a coaching staff of, you know, going through everything offensively, defensively, faceoffs. How do we continue to you know build our team, build our program through the recruitment, through transfer portal, you know, so we can have success on the field, and then all the while at the end of the day. Is, is our kids graduate. They get great degrees. If it's not playing in the NLL and the PLL, God, they got great degrees. They're coming out. They got, we got guys on Wall Street down in Washington. We got guys that are anesthesiologists. Like, like it's, it, you know, there's all that other part of life. Sure. The good news is, is now we have two recruiting classes. I mean, we have the old school guys that help support to build it from way back in the 80s, 90s right. to get lacrosse back. But now we're also really excited that I got guys that actually have real jobs making some money so they can donate back. Right. All right. And so to your point, we do have some proof in the pudding, Chris. And now the best part about it is, is, you know, you look at all the guys below them, right? You know, all those guys, you know, the, the you know, Jake Rosa and Kellen Player are both drafted in Buffalo. So yep. they'll have that opportunity. Yep. I've got a senior class, our junior class. I feel like we'll have five to six guys drafted in the first and second round in the NLL wow. in two more years. That'll have Jake Kaczynski scored six goals. Well, what's his dream? He wants to play in the NLL and the PLL. Sure. He's going to stick around this summer probably and play up in Canada or in some of the box leagues here. Mm. Right. So this is all good stuff. Hey, hang out, utilize the facilities, get bigger, get faster, get stronger. And the kicker is, is he's not the only one. We have six of our freshmen that are thinking of sticking him back and with the connections that I have hey let's get you connected with him 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 and him let's play box lacrosse all summer long it'll improve your game in a whole nother step sure. right and so 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 it's so exciting it's so so we're really really pumped but that's all future stuff right you know and, and this is where you know it's a quick turnaround for us Robert Morris you know they they've had a nine-day wait for us they got a couple of videos on us, Chris. And so, hey, it's not going to be a surprise of Jake Kaczynski right now or Kellen Palera or what we're kind of running and defensive-wise and Chris. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's it's you know, so, so they maybe have a little bit of the advantage because they're fresh. Mm-hmm. But 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 I like playing lacrosse. Like we like playing games and 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 we have some depth. You know, we ha- we do have some depth and and so we're excited to you know have them here at the Mara tomorrow and and uh, you know show you know show them our wares. Like we feel like we we continue to improve every day and that's the big that's the big part. One thing also that I wanted to talk about here with Robert Morris is the amount of Canadians mm-hmm. that are on both. I think there's like 27 total um, Canadian players on these squads uh, as. Uh, 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 Featured Canadian player yourself, a coach, uh, so involved with the with the national team for so many years. Talk about the influx of uh, Canadian players into these uh, U.S. schools at Division One level. It's something that's not been seen for a while. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, you're, you're you're exactly right. You know, it's uh, 
it's kind of interesting if you kind of like look back at the history and maybe maybe way back when I was going through it, I'm getting long in the tooth, I'm going on 55, <laughs> and this is like the late 80s. But at that time, there was a, a smittering of Canadians right. down in the NCAA. Now, lacrosse wasn't as organized as it is now way, way back in the day. You know, but then, you know, you had the, you know, you had the Gates and then Tommy Marichuk and it was the Syracuse kind of thing. I had the opportunity to go to Canisius and a few other guys, Rep Brown and Smattering. And then as it kind of evolved, more and more offensive guys got some opportunities at schools and then more and more guys got. And then came Brody Merrill and Taylor Ray played at Duke, played at Georgetown, but they weren't even offensive guys. They were defensive guys. So now all of a sudden they have great careers in the NCAA division one at Duke and at Georgetown. So now all of a sudden coaches go, well, Hey, I wonder if they got long poles up there North, you know, North of the border. I wonder if they got goalies. I wonder if they got face-off guys. And so it started, you know, so it's continuing to evolve where, where the sport of lacrosse right now is, is, is in, in, within the growth of the game is everybody's going to look everywhere. Right. There's so much talent there and, and, and maybe a good thing and or a bad thing of, of the sport right now is in Division One. There's, you know, 75, 76 programs. And in that my personal opinion kind of just deals with a lot of football going on and, and, and you know, title nine. Right. And, and and so when you when you kind of like look at the numbers, you know, everybody can't go to Duke and everybody can't go to Penn State and everybody can't go to Virginia. Sure. But there's all this talent. And Robert Morris, kind of like us, you know, we're relatively close to the border. Mm-hmm. Parents can come down, watch their sons play, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and 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 maybe you 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 maybe you have the ability to be at a uh, at a Big Ten school. But the roster is full. I mean, they're getting the Long Island guys, the Maryland guys, you know. And so there's all these opportunities. And so like us and like Robert Morris, you know, hey, we're close to the border. We, we can we can attract them to our school, you know, and, and and I feel like we've done a very good job. Robert Morris has done a very, very good job as well. There's some other institutions. Canisius has a smattering of Canadians. And 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 and, and, and so it continues to evolve, you know, but here's also the truth. OK, but Canadians are one handed lacrosse players, right? They're they're righty or they're lefty. It's like hockey. Right. right. And when you look at teams and like we're trying to develop is, is, is that works and that's good. But boy, if you had five or six guys within a, a righty, you know, four or five righties and four or five lefties that can play both hands, those guys are really hard to cover because they can just change direction sure. on you. Sure. And, uh, and so I feel like every coaching staff like us, we're trying to find the right balance of, uh, of, of what that like looks like, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but you know, it's an exciting time in lacrosse. You know, you, you look at our roster, you look at the commits that we have coming in next year. I mean, kids from Florida, we got kids from Texas, like got kids from California. Like, Cause lacrosse is just exploding in, uh, you know, in, in the United States. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Even your days with the Bandits doing color on in the NLL, the amount of expansion that was going south was just amazing. How lacrosse is growing, and you mentioned some of the big college programs too. I want to talk about the game with Robert Morris. Yes, sir. Um, two games in, injury bug bitten you yet? Uh yeah, yeah. We got a, we got a little bit. We got uh, we got a, we got a couple guys more on the defensive side of the ball that. Um, you know, a couple, a couple will be back and a couple are, are probably not going to be back for the remainder either, but that's why you always got to continue to build depth. Right. <laughs> but that's why we have a roster of 51 guys. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's all position specific, you know, so, 
you know, and, and what we what we continue to try to do, and 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 you know, is is you you always have to continue to build your depth. Mm-hmm. Like you you have to have guys because you never know when something's going to happen. It sure. could be a collision. It could just be a non-contact. It could be a knee. It could be an ankle. It could be a concussion. And 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 you got to have the next guy up mentality, which means they have to participate, you know, and, and be given opportunities in practice. So if somebody does go down, they can just step in and fit in, and maybe you're not skipping as much of a beat, you know, very, very quickly. Um, and, and so so we've, we've done a very, very good job of that, I, I feel. Um, it's unfortunate. It's early. And ah, a couple guys go down. Good news on that being silver lining. Well, okay, they're not over the 35% mark of the NCAA. I believe it's 35. It might be 30. Mm-hmm. Where, hey, you get a hardship waiver. Right. You know, whether you utilize that down the road, maybe, maybe not. But you know what? You haven't gone past the four games and, ah, you hurt yourself and you're out. And that's so your that, season. That, that's your season, right. you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at silver linings for the young lads because that's our that's our that's our first thing is 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 to, is to make sure that we're you know looking out for our players and our student athletes, um, you know. But so so that being said, it's uh, it's you know there's a couple guys, a couple guys banged up, but other than that, we're we're relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've actually gotten healthier over the fall and now kind of into the spring, um, and you know we were really really excited because it's kind of like wow like. We have all the pieces of the puzzle, and we got a lot of other guys surrounding them that are itching at the bit, maybe to get an opportunity, get into the lineup. Um, and uh, you know, as we kind of go through these next two games, Bobby Moe, and then obviously VMI down in Virginia, you know, you might see some other guys getting some other opportunities because at the end of the day, we still have two losses. Well, and, and certainly that's going to benefit you when you get into conference play, absolutely. and hopefully make a deep run in the in the conference tournament as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's uh, it, so so, and, and it's exciting. Like so, we we, you know, our, our guys are so good. They they're just so due diligent. I, I think every student athlete here at St. Bonaventure, to be honest with you, is there's the academic component, but just the sacrifice and the dedication that you have to make to just be a student athlete in Division One. Quite honestly, in Division Two and Division Three as well, like it's a, just a different lifestyle. You have to be willing to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go lift. You got to be willing to go to bed at eight thirty because you need your rest. You got to be willing to make sure, yeah, you know, we're we're on the bus. And uh, you know, I was talking to a couple of our younger guys, and you know, I'm just kind of chirping them like, hey, you know, like I don't know, do you like Wendy's? Do you like McDonald's? Like, right. which which your go to kind of thing? Like, ah. No, I'm more of like a chicken and salad guy, and I'm more like, oh my god, like you guys like actually like legitimately like eat healthy, even <laughs> even when you get the opportunity to eat bad, you right. know. And I'm like, okay, um, you know, and, and and it's amazing, you know. We have, you know, for us, we have an open door policy, you know. There, there's film. If you have something, like let's continue to educate, let's continue to mentor, let's continue to grow individually, and you know, and 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 then as a team and as a group, um, you know. And and now we get this next opportunity tomorrow against Bobby Moe to kind of show our wares. Like, have we improved from the Binghamton game? Do we do we have enough in the tank to turn around in two days to play another Division One game? Do we have enough depth to do that? And 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 so the, it's kind of an untested water. But as a coaching staff, like we feel good about it. You know, uh, Robert Morris, very very capable. Early offense, Chris. They'll play early. They'll transition. That's really, you know, that was last year, the first snippet that we got last year when we went to Robert Morris of what our season was going to look like the remainder of the season. Right. 
Robert Morris was in the NEC with St. Joe's. They were always in the championship game along with Hobart. Right. <laughs> That's the level. And, you know, and we didn't fare so well at Robert Morris last year. And I said to the guys afterwards, like, guys, like, that's the level. Like, they don't stop playing. Like, it's fast. It's go. I see a matchup. I'm attacking it. You know, and in and, and transition, the change game, like, it, you know, it, it, you know, defensive wise, you know, it, it's 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 uh, it's organized kind of chaos in terms of their slide packages. Like, you know, so you got to have good stick work. And, uh, you know. We were at a good level last year, but we just weren't at the level, and that's where we really tried to, you know, make more strides. And right. and again, it's going to be another great test for us tomorrow. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be a great. It should be some good weather too, so the crowd should be out here. Absolutely, at the Mara Athletics Complex, Coach. Good luck the rest of the season. Always appreciate sitting down with you on this episode of Inside Bonnie's Lacrosse with Head Coach Randy Mearns. Coach, good luck to you. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you.